Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about something that People ask me so much about, and that is memory. How can we manage our memory and prevent memory loss? And as we get older, do we naturally get worse memory? And why does what is memory? So I'm going to be talking about all these things today and hopefully giving you some wonderful good news about your memory and ways to manage your mind, as specifically your memory. But before we begin, I want to remind you about my annual mental health retreat that's running in Dallas, Texas, 2nd through the 4th of December. It is going to be phenomenal. I really am so excited and it's such an, it's because this is so important. We have to understand the truth about our mental health. We're not brain diseased. We're just responding to adverse circumstances and they can be very extreme, which can lead to very extreme mental states and there are ways of managing this so I'm really going to look at this in a very practical sense I'm going to talk about the impact of COVID what you can do about it the impact of COVID from the perspective if you've had COVID as well as if you just the general what the pandemic has done I'm going to be talking about the neurocycle, how to implement this in a very practical way with different topics. I've got great guest speakers. You can get CMEs and CEUs. This is amazing. There's limited space. Go to the the link in the show notes, drleadconference.com, and make sure that you register as soon as possible. And I look forward to seeing you there and meeting you and signing your book. And it's going to be a great time together. Before we begin as well, Please remember that this podcast is for educational purposes and not medical advice. And if you need medical advice, please contact the appropriate medical professional. And now on to memory. Well, I'm sure that you have heard or maybe even worried that when you get older, your memory is going to get worse. And I was laughing when I was chatting to my 85-year-old mom the other day who lives in South Africa and she was saying, oh, my gosh, I, none of us can remember each other's names. So we just all call each other dear. And I thought that was hilarious. So I thought, well, next time I forget someone's name, I'm just going to call them dear. But actually, this whole thing of forgetting names is pretty universal. There's certain things that we do all tend to forget. And not, not everyone forgets names. A lot of people do remember them. But it's not uncommon that we forget names. I can. I never remember names. I have to be very deliberate and very conscious about remembering names. And I have been like this since I was a little girl. But I have a phenomenal memory for my work and for things that are that 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 interest me. And that is what memory is like. Memory is something that the you basically can't remember everything. You're not supposed to remember everything. You get exposed to so much, and what we do is we select out what is important for us and in our context, and we remember that. Now, that's not to say that names are not important to remember. It's really nice to remember people's names. But there's some, it's just, it's it's got a lot to do with the way that we think about things and the way that we focus. And if there are little blips in our memory, right from whichever age you're at, we can work on those. If it's important for you to remember names and you battle, you can work on those kind of things. And there's all kinds of of techniques to, to do that. 
And that, th those techniques fit into step five of the neurocycle process. And the neurocycle, for those of you that are listening the first for the first time, perhaps the neurocycle is the system that I've developed. That is how you organize your mind to drive the neuroplasticity of your brain and to improve how you function and manage your mind all the time because your mind never stops. And the more we manage our mind, the more we tap into our inner wisdom and the more we can have peace in the midst of chaos. But back to memory specifically. So let's first of all just talk about the fact that memory, what memory is, what sort of the brain science behind it, and then I'm going to give you some tips on how to manage it. So memory, as I said, doesn't dwindle with age. It changes. So as you get older, this is great news, it just changes from being more detail-focused, where you are taking detail and you are building this big picture, to becoming more conceptual, where you look at the concept and then you add the detail, but you may not add as much detail. So it's kind of different. It's not that it's worse. So a lot of the research that was done on memory declining with age or your brain getting worse with age, which has been the narrative for so many years and an incorrect narrative, has come from studying people that had damage to their brain, that had, had basically died because of various different types of brain damage. So they were looking at damaged brains to make that assessment. But what we actually see, and this is something I've been arguing for many years now, and there's now a lot of research coming out, pouring out of the of the memory research as it pertains to as you get older, that our memory doesn't necessarily get worse as we get older. So the key issue here is that our brain actually gets better with age. It's the only organ that when you use it properly, and I am going to hone in on that concept in a moment, it will get better with age. Every other part of our body kind of just starts dropping and going where it shouldn't go and all kinds of stuff. But our brain is an organ that is hungry for knowledge and it is basically wired to keep on growing and getting better and better and better. And it changes with the more you add into the brain, the better it becomes if you're adding the correct stuff and if you're detoxing out the unhealthy stuff. If you, so that's the use part, part of this whole thing. So if you want your memory to get better with age and to keep getting better and better as you get older, and I mean, you might be 16 listening to this or 21 or 30 and think I'm not old yet. No, you're not old yet. But you're, the more you use your brain and the how you're using your brain now at whatever stage in your life you, that you're at is going to determine how your, how your, your, your brain is going to be functioning at much at, at, as you get older. And when I talk about using your brain, what does that mean? That means your mind. Okay, so you are your mind. You are your ability to uniquely think, feel, and choose. And because you're alive, you're thinking, feeling, and choosing about all your experiences in life. And when you do that, you use your brain to basically store what you are experiencing. And then your brain and body work with your mind for you to be able to express what you're saying. So I have used my mind to study years and years and years in my field. It's more than three, almost four decades now I've been in this field. So I have been deliberately and intentionally using my mind to build lots and lots and lots of thought trees into my brain about my subject. Okay, I've just held up two here so I don't have enough hands, but I have lots of these green trees on my table here. But so I have lots of, of, of this information inside of my brain. So and as I do more study and more research, I'm growing more and more and more. And that means I'm using my brain in a very healthy way. I'm growing, I'm growing something that I'm interested in into my brain. And it's excellent because my brain loves 
gathering knowledge. The mind loves gathering knowledge. The mind and brain love to work together to gather this knowledge. And that builds tremendous resilience in your brain. It doesn't mean that you know, you're never going to be sad or unhappy or depressed. We've discussed this many times on this podcast. You're still going to have issues. You're still going to do things and make wrong choices. But the difference is, is that the resilience that comes from building your memory with things that you are interested in becomes this insurance policy against the the issues of life. In other words, you're going to cope better. Let's be honest, managing money is stressful and can really throw your mental well-being off. But this doesn't have to be the case, especially if you use Chime, the award-winning app and debit card. Chime not only helps you support your financial health, but also your mental health. They believe that your online checking account shouldn't cost you money, which is why they have no overdraft fees, foreign transaction fees, monthly service fees, or transfer fees. They also have over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs at locations like Walgreens, 7-Eleven, CVS, and more. You can also send money to anyone, even if they aren't on Chime. This means no hidden fees for you or cash-out fees for them. It's time to say goodbye to hidden fees. Join the millions of Americans already loving Chime. Sign up only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started today at chime.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. That's chime.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Out of network ATM withdrawal fees apply except at Money Pass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any Allpoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Other fees such as third party and cash deposit fees may apply. So I find as I'm getting older, and I'm now 58, as I'm getting older, definitely my conceptual memory is improving. But the work that I have put into studying and learning and that I do every single day, I spend a couple of hours every single day studying and building my memory is increasing my ability to cope with the pressures of life. And they are precious. I have adult children. I, we live in a crazy world. And there's, you know, I run my own business. And there's, there's as, as, as you have, many, all of us have, life is hard. And there's some wonderful things and whatever. So, but I am finding my ability to cope has really improved. And that's why I'm so passionate about the subject and why I do what I do, because I know that when I've used the neurocycle over these years to build these memories into my brain about whatever, it is helping me, it's helping you, it's helping millions of people around the world, and the research is there. Statistically, this is how you can improve how you function. So if you want to improve how you function, you need to use your brain properly now. Wherever you add in your life, the past is the past, you can undo a lot of the damage of the past by how you rewire and manage the present going into the future. So instead of spending hours regretting something that you can't change, you could spend that time building new information into your brain. You know, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I mean, how many times do we catch ourselves going down a rabbit hole of regret? And I'm doing some podcast, I will be doing a podcast on regret. So it's something that's worth listening to. But how many times do we ruminate? How many times do we find ourselves going through, scrolling through social media and looking at stuff that is just making us mad or reading political articles or getting into discussions with people where they just, you know, closing you down or treating you badly or something like that? You could, you could rather use that time to build your brain because building your brain is building wisdom into your mind and your brain together. It's a partnership that's happening and helping you to access and your your wisdom, your inner wisdom. But as you're doing that, 
you are creating these structural changes inside of your brain that are increasing the health of your brain. When your brain health increases, your entire body health increases. So therefore, your heart is going to be healthier. Your immune system is going to be healthier. Your your lungs are going to be healthier. Your kidneys, your digestive system, your everything about you is going to be healthier. And when you feel better in your in your body physically and in your mind, you stimulate it because that's what this does. It stimulates your mind. You then, and you've got this healthier brain, you just kind of do life in a more sort of satisfying way. So how you use your brain really does determine the how your brain is going to age and therefore how your memory is affected. But let's just for a moment have a look at what memory actually is because this is a, can be kind of confusing and, and I've written a lot about this. And in my latest book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess, I talk about memory in my book, Think, Learn, Succeed, which you can get on my webpage and wherever books are sold as well. Think, Learn, Succeed. We'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. I talk about memory, the science of memory, how memories build. And I've done a couple of, uh, I did a podcast quite recently as well on the difference between thoughts and memories. So that's a great one to refer back to. As you listen to this podcast, you can go and refer back to the detail of memory. So now I'm just going to do a summary of that. But if you want to know more depth, as I said, you can go back and listen to that podcast where I talked about the difference between thoughts and memories. And you can get uh, Think, Learn, Succeed. And you can get this book and you can get into a lot more information. The more you know about your memory and how it works, the, the better you're going to manage your memory. Okay, so basically... As you're listening to me now, I am giving you data. And this data is coming as words and as visual images. And if you're just listening, it's auditory sound waves, etc. And you're receiving that through your mind. Your mind is the is the processor. First, your mind grabs this. And there's the whole physics reaction of quantum physics, etc. Then there is the, and, then, and the parallel to that, there's the psychological aspect of you thinking, feeling, and choosing. So there's all this thinking, feeling, choosing, quantum physics, electromagnetic energy, all happening as you receive what I'm saying. It then gets put into your brain. Okay, so here's a little model. Gets put into your brain. You with your mind as you're thinking, you're pushing this into your brain because your mind needs your brain to be able to convert what you are experiencing through your mind into your brain as physical structures made of proteins, vibrations, and chemicals, and a few other things, but that's enough information. And those things look like trees. Okay. And so this is a thought tree made of all these protein branches. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. So what are these branches? If this is the thought, this is not thoughts. This is a thought, but there's lots of stuff here. So what are these? These are the memories. So thoughts are made of memories. Memories are the data, the information. What am I saying? What is that making? What am I saying? What am I? What are the words? What are the facts that I'm giving you? What are the emotions that these are stimulating? What are the thought processes and how are you thinking, feeling, and choosing about what you're hearing? All of that is memory. Okay. So interesting with memory is there's there's two basic types of of memory, and the one is the root memories, 
which is where it's coming from. So it's what I'm saying. And then there's the interpretation of that. So how you process this into your interpretation of what I'm saying. So everyone's hearing the same thing. And there's thousands of you listening to this podcast, but each of you is building your own interpretation of this. So we have the source memories and then we have our interpretation of the memories. And the reason I'm stressing that is that sometimes our interpretation can become distorted. We can misunderstand stuff and we can distort memories as well. So the memories can be inaccurate as a thought can be inaccurate. This is not truth. This is truth. This is a toxic thought, which is not truth. So it's the the truth. When I say not truth, the source would be what happened. So that, that that is really what happened. So there's truth there. But the interpretation of what happened, that's not the reality. Because, for example, if you were abused, and your interpretation memory is all about how you are useless and shame, etc. That's not the truth, because that was a distorted event, which led to distorted processing and distorted interpretation. Okay, so memories are the detail inside the thoughts. And there's the different types of memories, which I went into detail in the previous podcast. So now what, what I'm talking about is that we draw on memory, we draw on these to be able to talk about things. So when you, when I gave the simple example of, of remembering someone's name, that person would be a thought in your head. And that person would be like, as you encounter them and you meet them, their name and who they are and the details about them. And each encounter would go into the, the roots. And each time you meet with them, there's more and more stuff going into the roots. And then each time you interpret that encounter. And sometimes we just don't maybe see them enough times or something like that. We just don't process properly what the name is. And so when we try to recall the name, which is going to come from this part, we can't remember it because we can't find it. You know, and so but that you can be deliberate and intentional. You can use little techniques like as you hear the person's name, maybe for the second or the third or the fourth time, then you can get, get a little visual image. So I'll give you an example. We have an agent who's helping us to find a new home. And I could not remember I just I hadn't didn't process the name because we'd met so many agents. And then his name is Hadar. And then I was thinking of Game of Thrones, Hodor. So I just linked the two. Now I don't forget the name. And so I do that. So if I, I, I have to do that. When I meet someone, I have to immediately use a mnemonic to be able to remember the name. So that when I put it into the root system, I put, there's the name, but now over here, my interpretation of that name has got this analogy of Game of Thrones. So there's, Hadar, the name, and then here's my analogy linking to Hodor in Game of Thrones. So now I've created an interpretation and I've thought about it enough times that I've actually established that and made it strong. And now it's not just going to fade away and I'm going to be able to remember that. So in establishing a memory, we then also have short and long term memory. And so short term memory goes within 24 to 48 hours. And when I say goes, Energy is never lost. Energy is just transferred. So this thing is proteins and energy holding it together and it's vibrations inside the proteins, which is the content, the data, and there's little bonds. So all of this is held together by energy. So as you, if you don't pay attention to this, if you build this thought, like in this conversation now, if you just listen to this podcast, but you never do anything with this information, within 24 to 48 hours, these protein branches, the interpretation memories and the root memories will start to denature. The proteins will actually denature. The energy bonds will loosen and this will convert to heat energy. 
And so my words will become heat energy. What a waste. Now you're not going to improve your memory. So you need to stabilize this. You need to listen to this more than once. You need to practice the neurocycle. So whatever, whatever. You, if you want something to change your life, you're going to have to spend time. And that's why I always talk about the 63 days. Those, those are the cycles that we need to stabilize information. So if, if it's names that you're trying to remember, that conscious and deliberate practicing, it will it, it will take you that time to be able to actually turn this into a stabilized memory. So after 48 hours, if we don't do something, it converts to heat energy. So in other words, these memories start going. Then you'll just have a skeleton tree that's literally got like, a, let me see if I can find a smaller one. That's got just like, if it's just one, maybe one branch, as opposed to a whole lot, just one little piece. Just imagine one piece where there's just, oh, there was something about memory and time and concepts or whatever. A few things will be in that memory, but it's not going to be enough to... It'll be, I heard that, but I don't know how to apply that. So it's not going to be useful memory and because it doesn't have enough data on it, left on it, and it, you can't get hold of it. Now, you may go long enough to 21 days and get enough data on it, but then you haven't turned it into useful memory. So now you know the details and you can sort of remember, but you can't use it because you can't get hold of it. And to get to, to when you build a memory that you, that you want to be able to use, you have to spend the 63 days minimum. So to create info to, so to create good memory that you can actually use that useful memory that keeps your brain young and your body healthy, you're going to have to spend those 63 days. Whether you're doing reps or more into dog walks, you need protein to thrive mentally and physically, which is why I love Ritual's Essential Protein, the multivitamin company I know and trust. Their incredible team of scientists from Harvard have reimagined protein from the ground up and inside out, from how it's made to who it's for and why it's needed. The result is a delicious plant-based protein offered in three premium formulations for distinct life stages and unique nutrient needs, all made with the same high standards approach and commitment to traceability that Ritual is known for. Using their flexible subscription model, Ritual makes it easy to get their delicious tasting, nutrient-dense protein delivered straight to your door. So, if you're like me, you can remember to get the nutrients your brain and body needs every day. I take their 50 plus protein every morning with my breakfast. I love it with coconut milk. It tastes just like a milkshake, which helps me make sure that I have enough protein that meets my unique needs as someone who's over 50. Each one of their protein powders contains 20 grams of pea protein plus a complete amino acid profile and are made with essential choline and helpful common dietary gaps. So why not check up your ritual? To make trying something new less scary, Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Plus, my listeners get 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com forward slash drleaf to add essential protein today. That's ritual.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. The other thing that's, that really wrecks our memory is not managing these stresses. And you've heard me say this a lot, but I'm seriously going to say this again. When we don't manage these toxic trees with their toxic memories by finding the origin and detoxing, which is the, the using the neurocycle to detox, if you don't do that over these cycles of 63 days, th this does create memory problems, okay? So these toxic memories that are dominant interfere with the healthy memories and with the general functioning of the brain. So the immune system becomes consumed by trying to deal with this, sending out immune factors to get rid of this. And this then increases homocysteine levels and increases cortisol levels and increases, which, you know, your stress then becomes 
a toxic stress instead of healthy stress. And that then affects your cardiovascular system and just your general vulnerability to disease is increasing over time as we keep these. And these are very invasive. They pervade other parts of your life. So now maybe you didn't forget names. Now you are. Maybe you were always able to remember your lists of things you had to do. Now you're finding you, you just can't remember anything. And so, so what I have found with my patients over the years, with myself when I was in unmanaged toxic stress situations, and with people, the millions that we reach now with the emails and things that we get, is that people say, I'm so stressed, I am forgetting so much stuff. There's a direct link between that. So when we don't manage the stresses, we will have our memory affected. And if we are now in a lifestyle of just going from one unmanaged stressor to the other, we are decreasing brain health. We're using our brain incorrectly. This is using our brain incorrectly. So we kind of have, we owe it to ourselves to manage our, to detox our brain and to learn how to manage the moment by moment stuff and to build our brain. We, we owe it to ourselves because otherwise over time we are affecting our memory. So aging, a memory loss that affects our functionality, that we start affecting our, our functionality at work and, and in relationships and things is preventable if we're managing our minds in a very proactive way. And that means the brain building I spoke about. It means the detoxing I speak about. And I speak about these things all the time and they're in depth in my book and on my NeuroCycle app. But that, that really is improving brain health. You want to grow this in your brain. Your brain is hungry for these lattices of beautiful knowledge. Whatever it is that you're interested in, grow your brain. Your brain does not want these they drain the brain of energy. They create damage in the brain. The misfolded proteins set you up for the dementias and processing issues and, and the memory issues and the cognitive decline that comes along. You know, memory is part of cognitive decline. You can prevent that. Another thing just on this, as, as a side, we know we hear this so often, a lack of sleep will also affect memory. So when I have in my book a whole AM and midday and PM preparation for sleep, one of the main, there's many causes of lack of sleep, but one of the main causes is an unmanaged mind where we're really battling to deal with these toxic stresses. So sleep, managing your mind, so brain building will help you sleep, working on detoxing will help you sleep. And so when your sleep improves, at a certain point in non-REM sleep, for example, there's many factors that happen. I'm just going to give you one. As we build our brain and as we work on detoxing, in other words, as we're managing our mess and building our brain and doing these things that I teach all the time, one of the things that's going to really contribute to good sleep, which then means even better memory, means a healthier brain, it means you're going to build these even better and you're going to be more effective at detoxing these and you're going to remember more and more and you're just going to get better and better at remembering, which is sleep plays a massive role in that. But there's this sort of circular thing because we need sleep to have good memory, but if we have toxic memories, we can't sleep. So we have to detox these thoughts, these thoughts that we're ruminating, these regrets, these these where we get stuck in these thoughts where we are like going over and over and over in our mind about stuff, where we go to bed worrying about something and talking ourselves into a, into a negative hole without getting some level of closure. You may not solve the problem, but giving a, getting a level of closure. If we don't do that, we affect our sleep, which affects our memory. And one of the things that also happens is that at, a, at around about when you go into non-REM sleep, you have the delta wave that becomes very big. And it, at a certain frequency uh, that the delta wave moves through a range of frequencies at a certain frequency it releases an enzyme called telomerase and that telomerase is extremely important for telomeres and telomeres are the ends of chromosomes and and telomeres with the chromosomes are basically involved in, in you making new cells and you're making new cells every second 
up to a million plus new cells every second. And the quality of those cells is totally dependent on the quality of your mind. And so if you're not getting your mind under control, it is going to affect your sleep. And and one of the major effects is going to be this not enough of this enzyme that is then going to affect how the health of your cells, which then affects your body, which then boomerangs back and feeds back into your mind. And you, you know, this whole cycle starts getting set up. So we saw within nine weeks, we saw up to 25% improvement in people's sleep. And sometimes it, in some significantly 25%. And then on another level, 35% improvement in people's sleep. I mean, just 1% improvement in your sleep and it's going to change how you function. So this is very important to sort of see the circular thing that's happening here, that we need sleep for good memory, but we need to detox our toxic memories inside the toxic thoughts to help us to deal with sleep. I have to tell you guys about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Here's how it works. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their talented designers. The experts at Framebridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get 15% off their first order at Framebridge.com when they use my code Dr. Leaf. I plan on framing some special family pictures for my children this holiday season and I am so excited to use Framebridge to make my gift-giving experience less stressful. I'm having so much fun choosing frames and I can't wait to see the final result. Get started today. Frame your photos or send someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use the promo code Dr. Leaf to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com promo code Dr. Leaf. Framebridge.com promo code Dr. Leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. So some of the changes in the brain that are associated, I'm just going to read this from my notes here, that are associated with unmanaged minds are brain mass shrinkage, so your brain can get smaller. You don't want your brain to get smaller, okay? It can grow big again. Some of the changes in the brain that are associated with unmanaged minds and contribute to loss of memory are brain shrinkage. Now, because our brain is neuroplastic, it can change size. So the more negatively toxic we are, the more we damage the brain, the more it can shrink. But the more we manage our minds, the more we grow our brain. We can increase the size of our brain. So brain shrinkage is not something that you have to live with, but to get to manage it so that you can have improved memory, you have to manage the brain shrinkage. It means you have to manage your mind. So it all comes down to managing your mind, which is the brain building, the detoxing, you know, so that you get enough sleep, etc. So another thing that can happen is brain inflammation, which I mentioned already. When there's inflammation in the brain, especially around these toxic thoughts, you'll get inflammation that has a massive effect on on memory. Then another thing is that changes in the DNA, as such as shortening of the telomeres, which I already mentioned, damage to neurons. These actual these 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 are damaged neurons. The blood flow here is not good. The oxygen here is not good. That means this area becomes brain damaged. But when we get rid of these and heal them, we get healthy thoughts, which increases the brain the damage that it improves the damage that's there, which then increases blood flow and oxygen to that part of the brain. So we we can do this with our minds, which is phenomenal, and all that then improves memory. We can also have the brainwave patterns can go crazy, which is the energy response in the brain. So if we, instead of having a balance between delta, theta, alpha, beta, gamma, and high gamma, 
at the different points during the day and the night, they become disrupted. And when your brainwave patterns are disrupted, your memory will be disrupted as well. You can have incoherent, when these incoherent brainwaves or these, and out of, these brainwaves go out of sync and they hit areas like the interanal cortex, which is like a doorway into the brain. It's the processing doorway of information into the brain. That affects our processing ability. And if our processing ability is not going to be good, we can't, we can't take in what people are telling us properly. So it's immediately going to affect memory. It's not going to build it in our brain properly. It's like you've got all these logs in the road and you can't drive your car through. And so the internal cortex is that road where things are coming through. So when we are not building our brain, when we're not managing toxic stresses, we are kind of creating damage in that area of the brain. It can heal again once we detox our brain, once we build our brain, we then heal those pathways. And then we can also we can build memory into our thoughts more effectively. Then another part is a hippocampus, which is a which is basically two horse shaped horseshoe shaped little parts in your brain, more or less where I was putting my fingers, and that's involved in it's close to the internal cortex. So information is processed through there and then in the hippocampus it's converted from short term to long term memory. It's got many other functions. But when you are alive and thinking, when you're doing that conversion from short to long term memory, your hippocampus is very involved in that process. So when we don't manage our toxic thoughts, we have damage in our hippocampus, so we can't do build very good long-term memories. But we can fix that by, as I keep saying, build your brain. The more you build your brain and the more you detox your brain, the more you're going to actually help to heal the hippocampus and heal the internal cortex and heal the frontal lobe. And, you know, you're creating, you can actually create directed neuroplastic changes in your brain with your mind by how you're using your mind to manage these processes. And it happens in these cycles of 63 days, and the system is the neurocycle. A question that I get asked a lot is, therefore, is it possible to protect your memory as you age? And by now, you know my answer is yes, because everything I've been telling you is how you protect your memory as you age. You start as young as you can start to teach your kids, and it's never too late. So whatever age you're at, you can protect your memory now by these different elements, the brain building and the detoxing which is going to help you enormously and building good habits into your life using the neurocycle. So diet, exercise, those lifestyle habits driven by mind are going to help you. So in the second half of this book, I have how to use the neurocycle to detox, to get these out, to improve memory, how to deal with toxic complex and the different types of traumas, how to get toxic habits out, how to build, do brain building, how to build new good new lifestyle habits like diet and exercise into your routines and, and not just diet and exercise, but good working habits, build in good break habits, build in insurance policies like gratitude practices and that kind of thing. So you, you, you need to build not just new knowledge in our brain, we need to also build things in like hope and gratitude and thankfulness. These are all building these lattices in your brain that will all work towards your memory improving. So basically in some strategies to protect your memory, Brain building, as I keep saying, it's absolutely vital to build your brain. And so the way that I do it, and I explain in chapter 14 how I do my daily routine, I spend an hour or two every day spread over the day or in one point of the day or whatever, at least two hours of my day, minimum one hour, where I take my subject of interest and I really learn new information and research. You can find whatever you're interested in. It may be a movie that you analyze. It may be a a book that you're reading. But just brain build using the techniques of brain building detoxing every single morning I spend when I'm getting ready around 15 minutes I'm always detoxing something one toxic issue over every 63 days and then I use the neurocycle consistently during the course of the day so I'm constantly self-regulating and managing my mind
And then I also work on building in insurance policies, thoughts into my brain, like gratitude practices and hope, and which I give, I've done a lot of this sort of thing in podcasts, and I give lots of examples in the book and in the app as well. So the other thing is if I notice that there is a bad lifestyle habit I have, like I never, I just work too hard. I did not take enough breaks. I didn't give myself enough time to rest. So I've had to literally do 63 days. I've just finished a 63-day cycle where I've worked on building rest into my daily routine and not feeling guilty about resting. And I was just before that, I was working on regrets. I was working on a whole toxic cycle of, of regrets. And these two things have made such a difference to my life. I tell you, I now take breaks and I'm much more, I'm even more productive than I was before. And I'm enjoying things. I don't feel tired all the time. You know, so it's really, that's, so, so in other words, I used the neurocycle to build a good lifestyle habit into my brain. And my memory has definitely improved and I have a good memory already, but it keeps getting better because I'm doing these things. And when my memory starts dropping off, when I start forgetting a lot, I know immediately I'm either not taking breaks or I've got something that I haven't detoxed. So if your memory starts dropping off, if you notice a change in your memory, which means that these little things inside here, let me take the good ones, that you that you are suddenly not able to recall this information that you need as well as you could, or that you're not building processing and being able to build stuff quickly enough that you can remember it so you can't recall or you're not able to take it in. It seems like you're not taking it. So it's two different things. So if you notice that you're battling to recall information and it's becoming a consistent pattern and that you're also battling to take information in and build memories, then those are two clear distinct signs that there's something going on that you need to check if you need to detox something. Whether it's a trauma, whether you're not taking enough breaks, there's something that you that's going on in your life at that moment that that is detoxing. So therefore, poor memory can also be a change in your memory, can also be is it not can is a very strong signal that you need to do a lot of self-regulation to check, okay, what is going on? What has changed? That what I'm doing this because of, because memory is something that I can that is actually naturally getting better with age. So if it's not, what is going on? And it's an excellent question to ask yourself to help you improve your memory. I hope this has helped you and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for joining me. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leith. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself 
and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.